Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 76. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo, how y'all doing this evening? I bet you they're doing pretty good, maybe. <laughs> so we're excited to be here, 76 episodes, pretty cool. Uh, I think we're going to dive right in. What is Real Talk, in case you haven't watched or listened for your first time? I don't know how to talk, man. This is what it is. Real Talk just an opportunity for two things. One is to give you a format to ask questions about God, life, the Bible, walking this whole thing out. What is it to be a Christian nowadays? Mm -hmm. And um, man, up above or somewhere, if you're in the podcast world, I don't know how they access it, but you can go to your phone or your computer and go to www.theremnant.life. That's R-E-M-N-A-N-T dot life slash real, R-E-A-L dash talk. You click that, you go down to submit a question, hit submit the button. It'll let you submit a question or topic completely anonymously because we want you guys we re- to have a place to do that. We understand some questions are a little embarrassing to ask. So here's the deal. We like to call it the disclaimer. What's the disclaimer? We're not God. Nope. We're doing the best we can and um, we're going to give you the best answer we can and it's a good starting point. As always, I know that I've had people say otherwise. Oh, you grumpy pastors, but if you're out there listening, of course we believe the Bible is the final authority, so go check it out for yourself. The other thing that Real Talk is, it's an opportunity for you to hear us talk about our lives and how we kind of do the same thing that we're asking you to do, which is talk out the questions we have, the thoughts, etc. And that's what it is. Hey, there you go. So, 76 episodes, man. Here we are. Been a while. It has been. I was going to sing, I didn't. (laughs) be funny to see on video. Um, if you are listening to the podcast for the first time, you may need to know that we are filming at the exact same time because we yes. we put this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two different audiences sort of, mm-hmm. and um, we can forget that at times. 100%. So we assume people are seeing. But they're not. They're not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're seeing our facial expressions, et cetera. So bear with us. Um so I think we'll dive. We kind of mix it up. Sometimes we start with questions. Sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about life today. Yeah, I mean, talk about life. But I have, we have a really good question I do want to get to today. Yeah. Uh, so stick around. It's going to be about women. Ladies, if you've ever felt like in Christianity, you weren't, uh, you know, you were confused and you weren't, you know, was God saying you're less than men and do you have to be quiet and all those kinds of things? Mm-hmm. We'll stick around because we're going to talk about that. That's, radio that's my radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> anyway, man, how's your week been? Um, well, the past 48, 50, 50 so hours has been really interesting. So I, uh, I had a, what was it? I went like over 30 hours without sleep. That was an interesting experience. Pretty cool. <laughs> I, uh, so what happened was, is, you know, we have early days on Sundays. So, um, long days. Oh, yes. So, got up probably around like 11.30 or so, which to most people probably go, oh, it's late. So, you know, got up at 11.30. But if you're up till 4 or 5 a.m., that's not exactly. late. Exactly. It's pretty normal. So, um, got up around 11.30 and did, you know, our regular church activities before church. Mm-hmm. So, got all that done. Um, for those of you who are familiar with, you know, the remnant and what we do on Sundays, you know, we, we did church. We have an evening service. Exactly. Excuse me. And so then we uh, play basketball afterwards, and that goes until about midnight usually. And then after that, sometimes we even eat food after that. So then that went until about 2, probably almost 3, 2.30 maybe. And then I was like, well, I got some more stuff to do. <laughs> so I got some uh, got some work done, and that put me at around like 5. 
So I was sitting there at 5 a.m. going, oh, man, if I fall asleep, I'm not going to be able to get up for work. Yeah. So I have another part-time job at the local shoe store. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and so I was opening. And so that, that started out like I got ahead to be there like 9.15. So I was like, that leaves me, you know, four hours. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to power through. So I just didn't sleep. Um, and I worked from 9.15 to 7.15. So that was, yeah, I was pushing over 30 hours and I got off, finally got off work. And then when I got off work, I was like, oh, apparently there's a tornado warning. So I'm standing out there and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the sky and I, I, I walked out of the store just in time to see this. Like it was getting like, I saw that storm front coming. I was like, wow, winds start whipping around a little bit. I was like, ooh, this might get real. Pretty sure I saw a funnel cloud out there yeah. going across the parking lot. It was intense. They said, man, it was a warning. So I think that, yeah. So that yeah. happened. Um, finally got, uh, got my car, drove, I actually went and got some food too. Cause I'd barely eaten. Cause when you, I feel like it's funny cause I'm pretty sure it's the longest I've ever stayed up in my life. I, I think I've made over 24 hours before, but that was, that was past 30 hours. Like, I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, I didn't really feel like eating anything. I was like, I should probably eat something. So I got some Arby's beef and cheddars. Um, <laughs> so, and then I, when I finally laid down, I mean, I just was knocked, man. I, I don't know how long I slept for. I went from, I'm trying to remember what time it was. It was probably nine, nine ish. Yeah, nine p.m. I woke up around like five or six. No, not five or six. Six or seven a.m. So what what is that? That's eight eight hours at least, which is normal. But ten, yeah. 10. Oh yeah, ten. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Woke up for a little bit, went back to sleep for a little bit. Which so, is good. Like, oh, yeah, I got, so, oh, yeah, got, got some really solid sleep, and I feel pretty good today. So that was my first adventure of the week was no sleep for over 30 hours. Um, don't want to ever do it again. It was terrible. I felt like I literally felt disoriented the whole day. Like I, everything <laughs> felt slow motion. I felt dizzy. I was like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> I couldn't speak. I felt like my voice was losing. I was like losing my voice. Like I couldn't speak as well. Yeah. Um, other than that. It's been pretty solid, man. You know, I'm very excited. We have so much crazy stuff going on here at the church. And, like, it's just so it's so surreal to have the updates that we do. Because, like, sometimes, you know, we can hear about things and you don't really ever hear about it. I and mean, we're just constantly, like, moving right now. Trying, yeah. Yes, and it's just crazy. You know, I think we've talked to you guys before about, you know, getting, you know, softball field done. And, like, that's that's in the works and it's it's getting real. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's exciting. And then even just, you know, other stuff we're trying to invest in, you know, like a studio. That's surreal to think about. Um, what else? There's so much. Yeah, so... Like he's saying, what we, I mean, all at one time, like we're trying oh, yeah. and, and listen, we didn't try. We had kind of pushed some of these back and God opened the doors to some of them. So we're talking about a softball field, a new kid's playground, that's a studio right. for all mm-hmm. of our multimedia, which you are listening and watching right that's now. That's right. That's a big part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Also, it's going to free up space in our current building. Yes. And then, oh, also fixing concrete around our entrances. Yes. So we don't because fly. right now, it, like, <laughs> it floods <laughs> if you, and it's, you know, I always feel so terrible because, you mm-hmm. know, especially ladies are coming in their nice shoes and I'm like, please walk through the river to get into the building. <laughs> please so, walk through the so river. So all of those things are, tr- are like happening at once and yeah. there's a lot of moving parts. So, yeah, it, there's a lot going on, and it's really exciting. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, I like what you said. You know, some, you look at it individually, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that, that, that. And then you're like, this is all going to possibly oh, be happening. Oh, and the food truck. Oh, right. yeah, food, food, truck. food truck's a huge one. Yep, and the we, food truck. We want to do a food truck because what we're, our plan is, 
is we want to get this food truck Mm -hmm. and then we want to go have set hours and locations throughout the week, maybe three times a week where we're going there and we give people food for free. Just yep. And And if they want to give donations, they can, but it's to serve areas of the community that may not be getting food and take it to them. And we're talking like full on like decent meals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That part I'm not, I'm not going to have a lot to do with the the preparation of food, but we're not talking a bag of chips, you know, even we're talking it'd be a free dilly bar. Yeah. No, it's not going to be that. It's going to be actual food. Yeah. You are right. It's not going to be ice cream. Uh, just ice cream. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That excites me. Oh, the yeah. idea that there could be place in this community that the family says, you know, every Tuesday at six, there's that truck. Yep. And, you know, if today I couldn't get dinner made or maybe money's tight right now. Yep. I know um, I let my family growing up, you know, we didn't we weren't always wealthy and we always had food. Mm-hmm. But I know friends of mine. And this is the truth. I knew people that did not. They might have ate one, one time a day or if. So giving that opportunity for people um, to have that meal, man, oh, it's, it's I, hope, I, hope it, I hope it is. Yeah. So that's actually something I feel like in the midst of everything we've talked about that I'm really passionate about and mm-hmm. I'm excited for. Yeah, man. I mean, we're just doing we'll see if it happens. to serve the community. You know, that's, that's one of the aspects of getting out there, you know. Yeah. One of the pillars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's so cool. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think of anything else personally. Um, what did I talk about last week? I think last week I was talking about how I struggle with, uh, was it? dang it, I forgot. I know that my mind, my mind has felt pretty good. You know, it's either my best friend or my worst enemy. <laughs> so, yeah, so this week in particular, it's been pretty good. You know, I've been able to keep mostly positive, I'd say, you know, um, Besides your occasional, you know, self-doubts or whatnot, you yeah. know, but yeah. for the most part, I do, I've been doing pretty good. I know, I guess, I guess a quick self-reflection is that I, I still find myself doing a lot of that thinking my own, like myself, like I, I guess yeah. I struggle to put that, I struggle to get that out verbally to people, you know, I guess it can be hard because sometimes you can hear things so clearly in your head, but when you go to talk about it, it's just like, it's so hard. Like it's, it's different from what you heard in your head, I guess mm-hmm. you're trying to like give people the, like, like what's the, you know, what's going on? And you try to talk about it. You're like, oh, my mind says it perfectly, but I can't get, seem to get it out. <laughs> so I guess I struggle with that. But other than that, man, doing, doing pretty good. I think for probably it confuses people some cause you are not a necessarily a quiet person. Like you do well with yeah. sharing and, and I feel like I might have the same problem. Sometimes people think we're sharing everything in our minds because we will talk and share. And it's like, nope, that's probably 40% of what's in there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's probably surprising people to hear because I think you're pretty open. Mm-hmm. But there's always stuff, you know, your mind's racing around. Oh, yeah, man. It, it races around so much that I can't even keep up with it half the yeah. time. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Existence is weird. That could go a whole different way. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I agree, though. Existence is weird. But anyways, how's your week, man? Pretty good. So this this past Sunday mm-hmm. um, and I knew this was coming I I I, I, I there I get so excited they're talking about brain to mouth <laughs> yep. trying to think of which avenue to go so yep. you know one of the taglines at the church that we go to is chosen by grace that's our tagline mm-hmm. so you know we are chosen by God's grace grace God excuse me we are only saved by his grace through his grace by his mercy all Amen. that so a lot of times the 
there are people. So I have been, we have been accused. I, I remember that. I'll always remember this part mm-hmm. of the story now. Of like the, they take grace too far. Yeah. Which, as anyone knows, I brought it up all the time. It just makes me so angry because how far is too far? You know, I can right. go into the whole thing. So, um, so bear with me. So, wait, so Sunday though, if you actually, if if someone were to, before I go into this, actually listen to what we teach, that is, we're not saying do whatever you know you want. And no, absolutely, God's grace. Is all encompassing, saves us. You can't lose it. All that. However, you have to understand your situation in order to get that grace. And people think we're not telling that the religious people. We're not saying the dangers of sin, the fact that we're God's enemies. You know, if we're not on the side, all those things. So this teaching this past week is what I would call hard teaching because it's a reminder as we we went through and kind of talked about. Here's your situation. Here's the situation of humanity without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not good. Nope. It's you know we're doomed. Terrifying. We're doomed. Yep. And so I went through that and. You know, you end it with the grace and how then you appreciate grace when you understand the situation you're in. Yes. So you, you may not appreciate, you know, using that's the analogy again, you may not appreciate a parachute until you're on a plane that's going down. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to appreciate it. Or oh, you may not appreciate good. water until you're dying in a desert and then you're going to want that water, right? Yep. So that being said, even after that, there are people in this community I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I already did. There are, there, are, there are people who, no matter what you do or say, and if you're a long-term or a long-time Real Talk listener or watcher, you know we talk about this a lot, and I'll talk about why. They always want to accuse people that talk about grace mm-hmm. as these, these like false teachers. Mm-hmm. And... It's the oddest thing. We were kind of talking about it this morning unintentionally yep. because what I ended up doing was I ended up posting. I, I'm not a huge Facebook guy, my personal. I've tried to be a little more active lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it because we share stuff. And right. So I made a post just talking about the idea of, you know, it's not preaching for man to tell people that we are saved through God's grace and that no matter how far you've went or, you know, if you wander away, that he's still waiting to take you home. He's still Truth. waiting to save you and love you. And that you can't take grace too far. And we started talking about the idea. I had a, a person from college who commented on there, and it was pretty genuine. So if he's watching, it wasn't, I don't think it was mean. He just was like, you know, make sure we're preaching the whole truth. But I think it's interesting that if I were to put up there, sin is going to lead to your death, you're going to die, and that's all I put, I don't think anyone would put on there, make sure you're preaching the whole truth. Mm. So we're, we're very concerned seems like a lot of times Christians are very concerned about the whole truth, meaning you're doomed without Christ, which is all true. Sin yeah. is bad. Or maybe not even that. Sin is bad. We won't say anything about that, but we don't give the hope in, in the other side. So if I tell someone you're dead, you're going mm-hmm. to die. When you die, you're going to be destroyed. You suck. <laughs> and I don't leave the other half of it. What's the point? Well, it's not the whole truth either. No. The whole truth truth. is you do need to understand that you're on the edge of a cliff. But you also have to understand what God did in his plan to save you. Yes. So, man, I just can't, you know, people. Truth and grace. Yes, truth and grace. Jesus came truth and grace. You take away either one and you don't have the the gospel. Mm -mm. And so I wasn't, this isn't about my friend or my friend who commented because, again, um, you know, I, I took it as genuine, and he once I made a comment, response back, he was like, "Oh, thanks for explaining." You know, whatever. Sure. And and we should be on the lookout because there are people out there that preach, like, "Hey, God's grace means do whatever you want." Mm-hmm. You know, whereas a real Christian Possibly. won't do whatever they want. 
that's where I think people get mistaken with us sometimes is, you know, I don't worry about whether or not the person, like in their heart, whether they believe or not, I, I care, but I can't control that. See, someone could be living a perfectly holy life on the outside to what I see and mm-hmm. not know Jesus. And yeah. vice versa. Someone could be struggling with addictions and, uh, man, really fighting the flesh all the time. And maybe they are rebellious and they are saved. And so you can't go by that. So all we can do is continue to tell the truth. And certainly the people in, in community with you, you want we push each other, right? Scripture says that. Yeah. We push each other to be more like Jesus because it does say, be holy as I am holy. Um, so I feel like I'm all over the place. I hope I'm trying to explain. My oh, point I'm is I you. think it's so fascinating why we're so afraid. And I, I wrote a blog post about this a long time ago, and I sort of got away from it. Is we have the fear of grace. Mm-hmm. In Christianity as a whole, I think there's kind of two sides. And I do, you know, a pendulum. And one of them is like this fear of grace. And I don't understand it. I think we're so afraid to preach a false gospel that we still don't end up preaching the whole gospel. Mm -hmm. So we're so afraid that people will walk away thinking that they aren't to reject their sinful nature, that we're afraid to tell them that God meets them where they're at and isn't going to leave them. And that you can't outsend grace, mm-hmm. you know, once you've put your faith in Christ. Now, that is all through Jesus. On your own, it doesn't matter. You can't just be like, eh, whatever. Yep. Um, but it's kind of like I've said, I said this the other day. You know, if apples are the good works and the outward appearance and all those things, mm-hmm. a tree doesn't grow apples so that it becomes an apple tree. A tree grows apples if it's an apple tree. A Christian doesn't do good works to be saved and be a Christian. A Christian does good works because he is a Christian. Does that make sense? Yep. So I'm always fascinated. And, you know, there's pastors in this community. Man, I I don't ever want to seem like I don't like pastors. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. a lot of the good ones are the ones that I think are doing these amazing things. You don't hear from them. It's kind of like in society. You only hear about the, the loud minority, right? You hear about the not race, the loud minority mean, mm-hmm. you know, people complaining you hear about more than the people because we live in that society where you, where we've talked about this before, where you were, we're, we're taught to share the negative things in life, but not the positive. So you hear the negativity a lot. So we, there's people, man, I just cannot stand passive aggressiveness and social media lends itself to that where people can like passive aggressively say things. So sometimes people come to me and go, pastor so-and-so. I think he was talking about our church or talking about you. And I'm like, well, first of all, if he was or wasn't, we don't know that. I'm not going to assume he is. Right. And even if he is, if he doesn't have the guts to come and talk to me, I don't care. Does that make sense? 100%. So all of this, you're like, Todd, how's your life? It's just sometimes I'm struck by that. I think I wish that as Christians, certainly we should push each other. The church should be pushed to be everything it is. Certainly we should um, be on the lookout for wolves in sheep's clothing. There are false teachers who are out for you know, bad things, money, and all those kinds of things. Sure. However, I really wish we'd spend time looking at other churches and going, man, look how beautiful what they're doing is. Man, look at look how cool God's using that congregation to do X, Y, Z in the kingdom. It's kind of like we're brothers, and I'm seeing you over there really working. Everybody should be working with poor. Mm-hmm. Like you're really doing stuff for the poor. And this place is going over to um, the drug addicts. And this place is, is serving... Um, you know, the elderly and this, per, you know, that would be the way it is. And right. instead it's like, oh my gosh, he's, he's over there hanging out the drug dealers. He's clearly a false teacher. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how are they going to hear about Jesus? Like, you yeah. think they're just going to walk through your church doors? 
Sometimes they do, but sometimes, sometimes they don't. Nope. You got to go get them. So I don't know. Fun term, Clint. Is this making sense if you're just listening from the outside without context? I'm trying to give context to you guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sorry that we talk about this a lot, but it seems to be, you know, I think there's certain places in the country mm-hmm. where the church probably, church with a capital C, all, mm-hmm. you know, the big church, is dealing more with the prosperity type gospel. Sure. We're not going to tell you truth. We're not going to tell you that sin is is wrong. We're not going to do any of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And But I think sometimes in our area, not all of them, clearly, but man, there's also this legalistic kind of, I don't know, man. Um, I don't want to say hateful, but almost hateful kind of spirit that's constantly looking to point out all the the failings. Yeah. And I just think sometimes when I, whenever I, and it can make me question things for myself, you know, well, you know, because this is where I'm at. I do take anything seriously. I always try to examine my heart, examine scripture, examine my teachings, all that to make sure that I'm I'm doing right. right. Because it it is a heavy thing to, to teach and preach. And even the things we're doing on Real Talk, you know, we're trying to give answers. Do we give perfect answers all the time? No. And if you're looking for like a solid teaching on something you're not going to get it at real talk we're trying to just chop it up and open the door and get our minds thinking go for, mm-hmm. go to church yep. and get to a solid bible-based teacher but just because a, a pastor or preacher isn't preaching in your style or reaching the same people as you doesn't mean he's a false teacher yep. and i'm telling you right now the bible says that you know don't bring an accusation against an elder unless two or three and i think that even applies to other people you know and and Man, I don't know. Does this make sense? Yeah. So, 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 so I guess, like, what, what am I thinking? I want to wrap that up because it's unfair to tell you. I think with all that, I'm not even sad or mad or anything. It's just interesting. You and I were kind of talking about it earlier yeah. this morning. Um, it's just an interesting thing how much time we spend as believers, all of us, including you know, all yeah. of us, tearing each other up sometimes or looking, right. for, looking for that. I agree, man. I think... It's weird because I'm still a newer Christian. Like, I, I haven't been a Christian my whole life. I've been a Christian for four years. I think four. Seriously a Christian for probably closer to two now. Um, I got it then. I, I didn't fully get it then. Now I do. So, really, you know, I'm looking at, you know, when I really got it, it's only been a couple of years. So, you know, from 23 to now, you know, that's when I've been really like, okay, Jesus, I get what you're saying. I get it. So... In in the two years that I've been, you know, taking it for you know seriously, um, there is just an odd tension. Uh, we, I know, like you said, we've talked about this a lot. Like, Pete, for some reason, you know, other churches we just don't mesh well. It's really weird. But that's the thing. Not like we we paint a picture, and I do want to stop. It's not all of them. When I look at it, it's just these few people. Like you know, we were just talking about. So this softball field is kind of a partnership. It's sort yeah. of become a partnership with a lot of different churches. Which and is like, amazing. We just had a church reach out to us, a congregation. When we say church, we mean a congregation of people, right? Yeah. And they're like, we really want to like play softball with you guys ahead of time. We just want to keep those relationships strong. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of cool things happening. Definitely a lot of cool but things. But it's like there are some, and it's like, man, all they want to do is just sit. Like, man, we we sh- we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I just want to clarify, like, we're not saying every church. There's no, so much beautiful thing. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. No, no, it's not your thing. fault. Unfortunately, I know some of the people. <laughs> and they're like, oh, look what they're saying. We're not saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there is, like like you said, those certain churches that for some reason you just can't match. Which and you is so can't odd. please them. No. So, like, 
but there is cool things. Like you said, I was just, I was, I wanted to bring it up because I think it's super cool. I've been seeing banners around for this focus. I think that is cool. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I don't, I personally, I don't know who all the churches that are involved in it, but like, I think it's super cool that, that they're coming together. And I think that. they approached us about it. I think we, mm-hmm. it didn't happen because of timing. Like we're, our guy that's supposed to reach out, I don't know if he did. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. That's working Absolutely. together. That's so cool. And like, I think that's such an awesome thing to do for the community and bring people in. Like what an awesome thing. Yeah. You know, we don't see I want more stuff like that to happen. You know, yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. It is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Even logistic, excuse me, even logistically. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about just in our church how hard it is sometimes to get all the things done. Yeah. Now you're adding in other schedules, and right. so I think whenever t- a, a community of believers can pull something like that off, it's pretty amazing. Oh, it's special. And, um, like, and I wish we t- could talk more about those types of things than than the negative. So there was a pastor from one of the bigger churches in our town talk about some positives mm-hmm. who stopped by. I think he's one. It's a long story. Anyway, I think that's what he was doing. He stopped and kind of invited us to be part of that. I wasn't there when they talked, but he, he just threw out some comments. Hey, we want to invite you guys. You know, your worship team's unbelievable. Your, your pastor's got really solid doctrine. I just wanted you guys, you know, and it's like, well, what a cool thing, man. Like yeah. this church that he's at is freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, he stops by, he actually visited us before. He, this is the guy, you know, I won't say oh, who yeah, he is, yeah. but came to our service. We didn't know who he was, and he first came to community. It's like that guy took the time to come here mm-hmm. and make a conclusion based on what he saw and heard and not mm-hmm. just sitting on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I respect the crap out of that. No, yeah. you know, sorry for the word crap, but I do. <laughs> I respect that because I wish that would happen more often. It's so cool. Yeah, and – I have nothing but positive feelings for this guy, you know, and he, it's just rare. And when you see it, it's unfortunate. Maybe it isn't rare, but it's rare for them to reach out and do encouragement. Mm -hmm. And he has really impacted me. Um, I'd love to give him a shout out, but I don't know, you know, but boy, he, like I said, one of the bigger churches in this entire community, maybe the biggest, I don't know, as far as size Mm -hmm. um, of the building and and the property to be able to come to and and encourage like that. That's pretty amazing, Absolutely. and pr- especially part of a, an established do- denomination, or as we're non-denominational. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that's the the stuff that makes me go. That's that's so cool. And like now, you know, you feel like you got a brother. That's what. Yeah, you get the sense of the body. Yeah, yeah. So, man, but <sighs> you just don't. Instead, it's just you say passive aggressive things, and you you you, mm-hmm. you you don't go talk to people. You know, if if I had a real concern with someone in this community preaching something crazy, right? I got two options. One, I have to trust that the body of Christians within that church mm-hmm. are going to do what the Bible says and challenge those teachings. Mm-hmm. Well, if I have an even bigger concern, I could, why not go talk to them? Yep. I have to assume that they're a believer. And the Bible talks about that. Go and go and confront them in a loving it's like, way. It's like Paul coming. Yeah, to and so I. It's just that doesn't happen, and mm-hmm. so. Anyway, why, how did that affect my week and stuff? Not anything big. Sometimes I'm always like, all right, Lord. It's funny that that happened this time after I had a really hard, when I preached a really hard one that focused more on the mm-hmm. scary side, for lack right. of a better word. Um, but, man, I'll tell you what. You know, I never want to, sometimes I do think churches glorify sin. And what I mean by that is that's all we talk about. Yep. Instead of talking about hope and change and growth and uh, sanctification and all these things mm-hmm. becoming more like God, you know, the, the work the Spirit's doing yep. inside of us. Mm-hmm. Regardless of me and you, 
Yes, we have things that we add to that, but he's he started that good work, right? He's promised to finish that good right. work in us. So does that make sense? Absolutely, man. So. I think it's good stuff, you know. So I guess all around, shout out to the people out there, man, to the to the you know, I'm gonna say this in case I ever watch pastors, ministry leaders, if you're out there and you're doing it and you're serving the community and you're loving people and you're trying to look at the bigger body, I want you to know. Hey, hold tight. You're not alone. That's right. And you're going to be criticized. I bet you already have. And people are, you know, within your own congregation. And then outside of that, on top of it, people looking to criticize you for every decision. And just hold tight and keep doing the good work and finish the race because mm. you're not alone. We love you and we appreciate you, even if we don't know you. And if you ever need encouragement and you happen to watch this, shoot us a message because yes, we'd love to encourage you and support you. And if you're one of those guys right now, teachers, pastors, church members from other places that spend the majority of your time criticizing and tearing down, I just encourage you to go read and pray and ask yourself, is that really how you should be spending your time? Because mm. um, I don't think it is. No, I don't think so. Uh, there's too many people out there dying that need the hope of Jesus Christ, and we should probably be focusing on that more than ripping each other apart. Just a thought. Amen. So, Other than that, though, man, like you said, it's, say right there, it's, it's been a pretty decent... Um, Pretty decent week. Um, I got, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's more I could talk about. But as far as my own life, back still like, eh. Mm-hmm. You know, comes and goes. And yeah. Shout out to Dr. J. Good work on my back. He ain't watching this. But if he did, <laughs> I want to give him a shout out. So Absolutely, man. That's it, man. The world's still crazy. A lot of crazy stuff happening. I think it's yeah. going to get crazier and crazier all the way till election day. I'm trying to think of the, um, trying to think of the craziest. I saw it's like everything around us is just there's like this delirium. Everything's delirious, like just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like all everybody's delirious yes. with like fear and anger and mm-hmm. you know. I saw. I think I know. I know. I, when the day it happened, funny. I think it happened actually Tuesday of last week was when that explosion happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Lebanon? I think. I Dude, said. I heard the entire government. I don't know if this is true. The entire governor of Lebanon stepped down. Wow. After corruption and all that kind of stuff. I need to look it up right wow. now. But the entire government. That's wild, man. Yeah, I know that happened. And then I also saw that there was another explosion, but it was here in America somewhere. Oh, I heard about this um, too. Was it Baltimore? I think it was Baltimore. There was an explosion. I, I didn't see, I didn't read enough into it to see like what exactly happened. I just saw that there was some sort of explosion that killed a couple people and did some damage. Yeah, the Lebanese prime minister and his cabinet and government stepped down amid mounting pressure from protesters demanding accountability for an explosion that killed more than 150 people. I wonder how that works as far as who, like, who's leading all that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So, what a wild time, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really been keeping up with that, but that's that's wild. I didn't know that happened. Mm -hmm. I just know that it was like 7,000 tons of... uh, what is it called? Debris? Uh, no. The, the oh, the force? Yes. Wow. It was like seven, uh, was it called nitrate? I have no idea. I don't remember. What so it was called. a set up bomb? Like set off or did they still the, come out Here's yet? the weird part is they said that, so there were, yeah, 7,000 tons. Now, whatever this stuff is, I don't remember the exact name of it. That same stuff was used. Do you remember, uh, it was uh, some bombing, was it Philadelphia? Or was I it, uh, there was some, it took out a Oklahoma, couple buildings. Oklahoma City? It might have been Oklahoma City. It was one of those where people like put in a van. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it was the same substance used, and they only used a couple pounds. 
and it, it knocked over like it took a building. significant damage in that building. Well, there was seven thousand tons. Oh, so clearly, this was... in in a warehouse. This was unattended for six years. Weird. Yes, yeah. that's what I saw. So that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's it's wild. So was it a bomb? I'm not saying it was a bomb, but seven thousand tons in a warehouse for six years. Who knows? <sighs> that's why it's even more important to focus on the good stuff, man. Yes. Out there in life, you know, it's scary when you see good stuff and people doing really amazing things. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's very, very focused on the negative. Yeah, I. It is. It's. I, you wonder if that's human nature. You know, we were just talking about even in the church, like we just that's have a tendency. Us, yeah, yeah. The sin. That's a good way to put it. But. A lot of good stuff happening, too. I wish we could hear more about it. Mm-hmm. I want to make a personal effort. I'm saying this to you, too, and to our Real Talk family, to start really looking for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because the loud stuff's always going to be the negative. I want to try to look through the haze, mm-hmm. right, of, of that negativity and see those gems, man, and that light because it's there. And I wonder if I did right. that from week or two, if it would change my own feelings about things, huh? you know? That's interesting. I never thought about that, like that way. Yeah, because I just, I don't sure that, because I probably naturally pessimistic in the sense of like mistrusting at times. And mm-hmm. So you hear things, you're like, yeah, here we go again. This is the world. You know? Right. That's interesting. It's a good idea. A lot of stuff going on, man. A lot mm-hmm. of good stuff too, though. You remember when uh, John Krasinski stole our idea for good news? Absolutely, and then sold it. Yeah. Hey, did who you sell it to again? Like NBC or something like that. <laughs> John, John, John. Yep. Hey. So once again, you can add to the list that you had yourself another at least. You know game. this was real. 100%. We said this before that came out. Hundred percent. Wait, now did he put his up first? Yeah. But it was even called. Ours was going to be called the Good News. Yep. Play on words. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, long story short, great mind, single line. Nice job, John. The well, office is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You ever watch this? We love you. <laughs> so Jim Halpert. Yeah, Jim Halpert. All right. Well, I guess we can dive into a question. Sure. That's me just breathing. All right. Here is our question uh, anonymously asked that you guys could ask too at www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk. Let me start this off by stating that I'm a woman. This is a passage of scripture that confuses me and was wondering your opinions on it. The first part I take to mean that we shouldn't be so obsessed with looking good when kindness and love are of more importance. It doesn't matter if you're beautiful, if your heart and love for others is lacking and ugly. It's the parts after this section that can tend to make me feel like Paul is saying that women are less than men. I must conclude when I think of the character of God that I'm not understanding correctly. Is it that women shouldn't train up young men and that their fathers should? Didn't Adam get deceived as well and not lead Eve? What if a woman can't have children? Can she then not be, quote, saved? My best guess is that it's saying that she'll be able to get through the pain of childbirth if she's living as she should, but I just feel very confused. I want to be a woman of I want to be a woman of God in these types of ver I'm sorry, I want to be a woman of God, but these types of verses can cause me to feel like I have nothing to offer when any man is involved, and that feels sad. I don't know if any of this Makes sense, but I thought it might be a good subject to get your opinions on. Mm-hmm. Also, if the wording was different and this was about men, would you feel like, would you men feel like I do as a woman, or is it just a hard issue I'm having within myself? Wow. The specific section they're talking about mm-hmm. is First uh, Timothy mm-hmm. chapter two, 
verses 9 through 15. And I'll go ahead and read that real quick, just so everyone's on the same page. This is Paul, who sent a letter to Timothy, who he had left in charge of a church and kind of leading. He says, also, let me start with verse 8, because I think that's important in context. He says, therefore, I want the men, he's beginning to give them instructions on how to do church services. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. It's interesting considering what we just talked about. Mm. And this is the verse that this young lady shared. Also, the women are to dress themselves in modest clothing with decency and good sense, not with elaborate hairstyles, gold pearls, or expensive apparel, but with good works, as is proper for women who affirm that they worship God. A woman should learn in silence with full submission. I do not allow a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. Instead, she is to be silent. For Adam was created first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and transgressed. But she will be saved through childbearing if she continues in faith, love, and holiness with good sense. And then he goes on to talk about um, the traits of a elder in the church, like a right. leader. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is that. Uh, this is a good question because I think. What does that mean? Um, <clears throat> well, here's here's the thing. First off, we have to remember that Paul and Jesus were not sexist at all. We mm-hmm. have to remember the context of the culture. In that culture, women were considered inferior yeah. in, the, in, the, in the biblical times culture. Um, they, you wouldn't, it was fully women were inferior to men. That's the way the culture acted. They mm-hmm. didn't have as many rights. And Jesus comes along and shocks the whole system and says, you know, you, you are to love each other. You're to love women. You love men. You are to not even, you, you know, back then you could divorce your wife. If you want to just write her a note, you say, no, you don't get it. You can't just leave her. Mm-hmm. All these kinds of things. He completely flipped the script, which is amazing. He called women. Women walked with him, which would have been shocking. So we have to understand it through that lens. So <clears throat> even addressing women that Paul does, and he does that in many of his, writings was pretty countercultural. Yeah. You know, called women to lead and all those kinds of things. <clears throat> so we need to understand that. However, Paul also and Jesus recognized that that doesn't mean that there isn't an, a designed order to things. Mm-hmm. Right? That that God didn't create a distinction between men and women. And just because God came, Jesus came and, and sanctified us and made us holy. All that did, you know, we always talk about it this way. It kind of takes it, you know, the idea is to restore things to the way they were before the fall, before sin entered. But even then, God had ordained that men were to be the leaders of the home in particular. Now, before we go on, ladies, listen, if you're listening, you got to understand that roles do not equate with importance mm. or do not equate with value. So, for instance, is the manager at a fast food restaurant, any more important to the to the uh, structure of the restaurant than the, the line cook? Hmm. No. If you don't have the line cook, you don't get food. The manager is just sitting around. But if you don't have a manager, someone who's there to help give direction, then you'd have chaos. Right. God is not a God of chaos, but a God of order. So he created this system, right? Before we even go on, so husbands and wives, if you go look at the actual teaching, yes, a wife is to submit to a husband, but a husband is to love the wife as Christ loves the church. So a, a man who loves his wife as Christ loves the church is not going to be domineering. He's not going to be threatening. He's going to 
you know, lead in love mm-hmm. and include and, and value that person because she's created in the image of God. That's right. I want to make sure we, we say all that. Um, the women were created to be a help meet for men, meet all needs, you know. they And <clears throat> Paul also knew that if you flip that, and God does too, if you, if you flip the order of things and you um, damage the structure of the family unit, mm-hmm. It's disastrous. Disastrous Absolutely. for families. It's disastrous for society. You we can see, see that. It. We see it nowadays. So apparently there were um, people in, coming into the, the church, there's some context here, who were teaching that the male authority in the church and home and the woman's childbearing roles were curses for sin. Meaning because that was a curse for sin, that the only reason that men were to lead and women were to do childbirth and all that stuff was because of the curse, right? Because mankind sinned, now, women, you will have children. That's a curse, actually. Mm-hmm. To have a child is a curse. To go through childbearing is a curse. The only reason that men are to be the leaders of the home and the church is because that's part of the curse. And since Jesus came and healed us from the curse... You see the the twisting of the truth. Right, right. Then those two things don't have to happen anymore. Women don't need to have children. Men don't need to lead. Mm. But here's the problem with that: it was men were called to lead, and women were were going to be having children before the fall. Yeah, like we were going to subdue and multiply before the curse. Right? right. God created us to do that. So it can't be that having children and men leading are bad. Right. So Paul is speaking to that. He's saying, whoa, 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 you're, you're missing it. The, the the divine order of things, the way God intended, <clears throat> has nothing to do with that. It's the way mm-hmm. he, the order of things between men and women and even childbirth, that yes. is not part of the curse. That's part of creation. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yep. Does it? Am I losing yeah, no, you? No, that makes sense to me. So a in this section, he's instead saying, no, no, no. <sighs> men are supposed to lead. That's not part of the curse in the church. And they're not to, remember, this is ancient um, talking, so we have, to look, we have to look at this through the lens of all the Bible. He clearly isn't saying women are inferior to men. Right. He can't be. How do we know that? Because we look at the whole gospel. What he is saying is the woman is not going to run the church. She's not going to run the home. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's right. Period. Okay? I like what you said. That there's a difference between the, cre- like the creation and the curse. And the curse, yeah. And he, like he also is saying, he's actually kind of saying the opposite. He's saying, quit believing that having a baby is part of the curse and understand that having a baby, the pain that comes with childbirth is part of the curse. That's right, because that, he put pain in there. Yeah, that so pain is part of the, the curse. The other part of the curse is not male leadership. It's chauvinistic, domineering Male leadership is the curse. Make mm-hmm. sense? So Paul was making sure they understood, listen, it's the bad things that comes with those that are that were part of the curse. Yep. Not the male leadership, negative male leadership, not childbirth, the pain in childbirth. So Paul's saying, no. And so when he says work out your salvation with it, right? She'll be saved through childbearing, is it's that whole mindset. It's not about she's actually gonna be saved in the sense of like salvation Mm -hmm. but she's gonna like understand that and work through that and like it's all part of that process right of does that make sense of life so kind of how you and i can look around and go man life sucks where'd that come from like why is it like that and then we remember that it wasn't supposed to be this way from the beginning yep does that make there's a turn clint did i get lost or is that a pretty good explanation 
there's a separation between the creation and the curse. Yes. And people tend to kind of blend that together. And then, yeah. So then they can think, like you said, all the things that are bad, that's just how it's supposed to be. It's kind of like saying sex is bad because sex outside of marriage is bad. Exactly. Sex Same is thing. not bad. It was created. Right. Yep. It's just through his... Yeah. that you want it even though you're not married. Yeah. So um, he just wanted to make sure that, you know, when we're saved, we're actually being sort of put back into our pre-fall state. Well, what's the pre-fall state? Men still lead mm-hmm. in love. That's, right. that's the structure. Guys, women, before you get all mad, again, there are a lot of wives out there smarter than their husbands. But if all you guys are doing is arguing on direction of your family and what you do, you know, the way I, you're never going to get anywhere. So I like to think that a husband and wife should always make decisions to be a team together. But what if it comes down to a moment where it's left or right? There is no option of in between. How do you settle that dispute? Well, God's already said it. Yep. You are too. And it's not even about trusting your husband in that moment. It's about trusting God. So the same with childbirth, you know, people were saying, don't have kids, it's part of the curse. No, that's the beauty. You that's know, it's, right. childbirth is interesting because even though sin came in and tried to ruin it, when that baby comes out, you still see the beauty. Oh, 100%. Right? So all that pain doesn't rob us of the beauty of that life. That's created. Amen. I hope that makes sense. Great question. Oh, absolutely. Such a great question. Yes, it's awesome. Um, I think you're right on whoever wrote this question about the first part, about women which dress themselves in modest clothing, because that's the other side of it. We, apparently, women were coming in just showing mm-hmm. everything, right. trying to draw attention to themselves purely through their dress and the wealth. Mm-hmm. And, and he was essentially saying, listen, your beauty is not just in that. Yep. Don't come in trying to distract everyone, and you know it doesn't mean you can't look good, ladies. It's okay to look good, right? So I think you're right on with that. But see, this is what I love, man. That is such a great question because if you read that and we don't think through all of it together and talk it out, sure, you could be confused. Absolutely. Um. So it's sort of like if I came in and saw women dominating every man in this church, mm-hmm. I might not come in and go. I'm not going to take the whole time to go listen. Um, I don't want to want, you know, you can't teach him. I would come in and be like, listen, hey, you're not going to dominate this place. You're not going to be teaching and subjugating all the men around here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and it's all affirming God's design. I like that. Sorry for all the chatting, guys. We didn't get to, I hate when those kind of things come. I didn't want to put all that on you to speak into, though. Uh, I, I was more than happy to listen. I know, I just feel <laughs> bad. Because honestly, guys, sometimes I listen to real talk and get tired of my own voice. Oh, whatever. I'm serious. But I hope that answered your question. Please keep asking them. Yeah, what a great, great question. Great question. Yeah. Nice. No, you definitely answered that way better than I could have. So I'd rather you, you answer that stuff. So, Yeah, thanks. Well, you got anything else? Uh, other than I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, for those of you who get tired of seeing our faces, you can listen to it on the podcast. We talked about that earlier. Podcast, it's available everywhere. So. Pandora, iHeartRadio. What do they type in for that? That's going to be Real Talk Web Series. That is R-E-A-L for real. Other than that, thank you guys so much for watching. Keep asking questions. We love you. He pretty much said it. Do us one other favor, guys. Watch this. Share it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called engagement. The more engagement we get, which means comments, likes, and shares, the more Mm -hmm. that the analytics of Facebook Put it out there for other people to see. That's right. So the more engagement, kind of the more popular it appears through all those things, through comments, shares, and likes, um, the more they put it out there for other people to mm-hmm. discover. And we still believe, you know, do we think every episode's perfect? No, but we think that 
we've seen that it's impacted people's lives. Yes, we have. So please join us and take the time to do that, to like, share, comment even, um, because again, that's all part of it. And we love to hear your thoughts. We do. Um, so yeah, what are your guys' um, thoughts on kind of the state of things lately? You know, how are you feeling? Do you feel anxious? Do you Are you able to see the good in stuff lately? I know it can be hard sometimes, hmm. but... Like, share, comment, all that good stuff. And, and when you share, if you put a little blurb at the top, kind of letting people know what you liked about it, I think that gets people more involved too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So other than that, I think that's about it. If you haven't liked our page and you're on Facebook watching, please go to that Remnant Church up there and then go like and follow. Same thing. And if you're listening on the podcast, guys, we love you so much. We're yes. so thankful for you. You can share the podcast too. That would really appreciate it. Absolutely. Or spread the word for people to download and listen. And we want to dialogue with you as well. Uh, same thing at the link, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. Is it possible to put that link on our description? It's in there. Oh, perfect. So just Every go to the description. Yep. Other than that, I think that's about it. We hope you guys have a great day and truly God bless you.